You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 96. Are you still wondering if you have what it takes to start your own business? Or maybe you're considering a side hustle, but not exactly sure if you're ready to build an online community. Today's guest will show you how selling on Amazon can be the perfect entry into owning a small business. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for having me here today. Yes. So I would love to start with your story because it seems like a lot of people experience a story that's similar to yours. How is it that you found yourself selling on Amazon? So I would have to take you back about five years ago when I was still a pharmacy school student, just trying to make a little bit of money to pay for books. And I was listening to a ton of podcasts and one of it really resonated with me. It's called um, Passive Income by Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income. And I was listening to a couple and they're called a selling couple and they just was going to retail stores, buying things on clearance or discount or going to thrift stores and then selling, buying it really low and reselling it on Amazon for a profit. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. And so I quickly just went to my local Walmart and went to the clearance aisle, started scanning a bunch of things. And then I threw it up on Amazon and then we started making sales. And I was like, well, this actually works. And so I told my husband about it. And then soon, sooner or later, he started doing it with me. And then eventually that kind of got very time consuming for me because I was studying and I didn't really have that much time. So then we transitioned into selling a different type. So what that model was called retail arbitrage. And now we're doing replan and replan is the same thing, except you don't have to buy things on clearance shelf. You just buy it at full price and then slap it on Amazon. And then um, you just have a ton of different products, different inventory to resell and replan stand for replenishable. So you just buy things over and over again and they sell over and over again and recently during the pandemic my husband lost his job and I was seven months pregnant with my third baby and we found ourselves a one income family and so we had to kind of make it work and by doing that we dedicated a lot of time and all we had was time back then so my husband did it full-time while he was looking for another job and when I was working I would help him but then when I went on maternity leave I also helped him full-time and by doing so, we took our business to like the next level where we never thought it can happen. And then I never went back and my husband, you know, never found a job with us, kind of a good thing. And so now we're both doing it full time. Fast forward a year later and we love what we do. We replace both of our incomes. I was a pharmacist and he was a software developer. And so now we have employees and we're able to work with our family, our friends and hire other people around the community. And it's just been such a that is such an amazing story. A lot of people probably found themselves in a similar situation where they maybe lost a job because of the pandemic. And the fact that you're sitting here pregnant must have really added to the pressure of how are we going to provide for our family? Was this your first business? Yes. Well, if you have to go back really, really farther back, I used to just resell things on, on eBay just for fun. I don't really consider that as a business. And yeah. I don't think of myself as a born entrepreneur either. It was my husband who, you know, was bitten by the bug and he got me into doing things online. And, but this is my, 
actually official business. Okay. And how did you feel when you first heard that podcast that led you to try this out? When somebody hears a story, let's say, like you did on the podcast, it seems like an exciting idea. And then maybe you go and you buy things and you're getting ready to sell and you start doubting yourself. Like, is this going to work? You know, did you ever struggle with any of that, not knowing if it was going to work out for you? Or did you ever feel like there was any doubt that this is, you know, something you wanted to try? Oh my goodness. Every single day. <laughs> we have struggles every day. And, but the beginning, there's different type of struggles, right? It's just the mindset of being able to just start to get started. And I think the, the most important thing is, is validation. And for a lot of people, when they start, they want to just see it happen for them right away. And if it doesn't happen within the next week or the next month, then they give up. And so I actually tried out a lot of different things before I did this one. And it was very small things like, you know, writing a blog or becoming an affiliate or starting a YouTube channel. So I dabbled into a bunch of different things before I found something that actually works for me. And in the beginning, it was just not seeing any sales. And I think that just makes me like lose motivation. And like everybody else, if you don't see that something is working right away, you tend to just stop. And so we did pause, yeah, for a while. And by pausing it, we lost motivation and we just went back to our jobs. And we had a lot of problems in between. We did something called private label, where we find products from overseas and got it shipped to Amazon. And in between we had, you know, the products breaking or the customers weren't happy. And there was a lot of issues in between, but we just kind of find solutions that works for us. It might not work for the people, but we just navigate things that that, you know, we can do to not make it happen again. And so I think that's really important for anyone because everyone is different and your situation is different. So if you come on with a struggle, try to find a solution that works because there's always a solution. Yes, for sure. It feels difficult when you are facing a struggle to know when it's time to try something different. So I like that you had a lot of different approaches to what you were trying to do because it's easy to quit and say, you know what, maybe I'm just a nine to five kind of girl. You know, I enjoy hearing that you're able to take these difficult failures and learn from them and grow. And you're right, the opportunities are endless out there. It's so important, I think, that people don't lose the hope and that they don't feel that because they're not technically qualified in the beginning that they can't become an expert at something. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people have the mentality that they're not good enough or this is not for them. And actually that was me too in the beginning. I didn't think that I was worthy of having a business and you know, who am I to be able to quit my job? I've, I've worked so hard to get to being a pharmacist and going through school and everything. So that that definitely is a thing. Imposter syndrome is, is very real. Yes. Well, and the other part is that when you do invest so much time and money into an education, sometimes that keeps you committed to that path because you feel like you can't possibly turn back on all of that investment. So on that huge investment that you made. So having the ability to try something when life gives you lemons, when you end up without a job or when you have spare time, I mean, these are the most um, opportune times to try a small business or a 
side business because that way you have the security of knowing you have a job and maybe starting something on the side. So I love I love when you can do both. Yeah, I think that's why they call it a side hustle, right? Because you're just yes. doing something on the side, hoping, you know, maybe people don't want to replace their income because they love their job. Or for for me, actually, I didn't, I didn't hate what I was doing. I was enjoying my job. And it's just we found ourselves in a situation where we need additional income. And I just needed more time to spend with my kids as well. So I needed the flexibility. I love that you need to have that security because sometimes a job is not secure. And we've we've seen this time and time again where people just think that because they have a nine to five that they think this is their security net. And sometimes when that net is ripped or broken, then you're you're broken as well. And so you can't put all your eggs in one basket for sure. Right, definitely. And what do you think has been or was the biggest struggle that you had to overcome in running your business? Oh my gosh. Um, I have so many struggles. I can't even name one. <laughs> um, but I guess in, for, for now, because we're growing at like an exponential pace that we found ourselves in this business because it's, it's very cash heavy because we need to constantly turn over inventory. That cash flow has become one of our the struggles that we were able to overcome. And this was only I think three months ago where we were stuck because we knew what we wanted to sell. We know how to find it, but we didn't have the money to buy it. And when you're stuck in that crossroad, you have to be very creative. And we reach out to family, we reach out to friends, lending institutions, whatever we could to be able to keep moving our business forward. Otherwise, you're just going to be stuck. And so if you're in a product-based business, you're going to have to really consider this. And that's why I recommend a lot of people who's getting started, you have to have a cash reserve. Otherwise, you're just going to be running into the situation where you run out of money month after month, and you won't be able to see that growth. Yes. And have you found it difficult to navigate having to purchase products overseas? I think the hard part that I have found with finding resources is that sometimes the quality maybe isn't there or the time. Like if somebody says, hey, I need to place an order for something. Something. If I don't have it here as part of my inventory, it usually takes a good week and a half to two weeks before I receive it. So in the beginning, when I was buying products overseas, the product that I chose was actually not a good one because it was big, heavy, and very fragile. So oh. <laughs> I recommend anyone who's getting started to not do that. And so we we had a lot of capital invested into that. And we had to contact the manufacturer directly. I was in touch with them almost every single day and they're in China. So their time is very different from ours. So we had to work around that. And the quality, we actually sent somebody over there to do an inspection before it was sent to the Amazon warehouse. And so we thought we had all the QA, QC done. And even with that, there was still some that was broken during transit. And so it, it was very difficult to be able to do that unless you're there yourself. And we weren't ready to fly over to China and do all the inspections. So we had to hire somebody to do that. And also the money part, like we had to wire money to these factory where, you know, we've never done it before. We have no idea who they are. We have no idea if they will receive it. And so that part of it was super scary. I would recommend if you are trying to find anything overseas, 
maybe have a connection over there already or know somebody who you can connect with or help you to connect with them so that at least you have that reference and you can have that trust. And so a lot of people go straight to Alibaba or Aliexpress and then they contact the manufacturer and then you know they start a, a partnership no not knowing what what they're going into or any history about this factory and so it's it's very scary just do your research um do your homework and sometimes you just have to put in the trust and and trust your gut to you know this will work out if you've done all of your research about this product about the market the last step is just to pull the trigger and get the product what advice do you have or what steps should somebody take in trying to find a product to maybe resell there's a few different ways you can resell on amazon so you can resell the traditional way where you make your own product and then you private label it and you find a factory somewhere overseas to make it for you and then you ship it to amazon so what i used to do that i don't do it anymore because of the obvious reasons <laughs> and i found that the best model for us is actually a thing called replan and replan is a subset of retail arbitrage where you just buy things off the shelf on retail stores where you are any big box stores or even online and the way that i find products that are good is that I use an app called Keepa, K-E-E-P-A. Keepa tells me the history of that product, whether or not it will sell in the future by looking at the price history and the rank history. And with all of this data, I'm able to predict how many units it's going to sell in the future. So right now we do a lot of things in groceries, in baby, toys, health and, and household anything that that sells we would sell it so we have a, a big inventory base so that's the thing with with replan is that you can have so many different inventory but they're not something where you have to buy like a hundred units of okay and you're also not storing everything in your home right no 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 we used to <laughs> we started in the basement like we talked about earlier yes yeah our our house was becoming like a warehouse. And so eventually we just had to pull the trigger and move everything out. So now we actually have a warehouse, but before we started everything in our home. Okay. So it's important that people hear that. Sometimes when you see somebody doing really well, it feels you know like you want to jump right to that step, but you have to kind of go through the growing pains of outgrowing your space and then moving on to the next thing, because it's never going to work if you go get yourself a warehouse first and then fill it with products. Product, that would be horrible to end up in a situation where you have the wrong products, they're not selling. It's so important that everybody follows the steps precisely the way they're meant to be followed. Yeah. So it's great to hear that you started in the basement. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do things a little bit backwards, right? Because they try to yes. jump yeah. the gun and, and do things because sometimes it, the other people who are doing it better than you seems like they're doing well, right? So why not you do it? And then you kind of have that comparison mindset and it does, it's just a doesn't work that way because you're just going to get burnt out and and it's not going to work out. Yes. Well, and I feel like avoiding all of those pitfalls, the only way to really understand your business is to grow with it, you know, not to jump from where you're at to. I, I do think that there's things like classes and courses that give you shortcuts and those are so invaluable. But even still with all of that information in your back pocket, I think you're still going to end up having to go through some ups and downs in order to understand your business better. Yeah. I think every part of your business will have its own problems and its own struggles. And so, like you said, you have to grow with your business and just anticipate that problems will happen. It's a business. Any any type of business will go through issues. Whether or not you overcome it or give up is up to you because that's 
when you'll be able to move forward. Yes, for sure. Well, if you could go back to the beginning, what would you do differently? So I would not have done private label. <laughs> I would have done <laughs> something very small, like going into the, the thrift store, and which is what we did. We tested the water that way, but then we jumped straight into private label and invested a ton of money into a product that we thought was good before we actually knew how the system works. And so now we take things very incremental. And so we see the growth and we invest the money as it goes in. And so we don't just kind of put things out there and, and hope that it will work. We test it first. So always test your products to make sure it works before you order like hundreds of thousands of units and send it to Amazon. That makes a lot of sense. I used to follow, or I still do on one of my Instagram pages, I follow a lot of women that do lettering. And I noticed that some of them have their own pens or markers. And you know, when I say it's their own, those pens or markers are branded with their their name. And I thought, oh, that's it just it's such a sexy concept, you know, to have a product with your name on it. And I think the reason why it works well for them is because they have a massive following. They have so many people that follow their guides and how they do, you know, their lettering that I think once they have a new pen available or marker, everybody jumps at buying it. So I can see where the private label would work. But at the same time, like you said, if you haven't really tested it, maybe it would be a, a very big investment for something that's not going to, you don't really have the, the market for yet. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I do all the non-sexy stuff if anybody wants to be curious. <laughs> so I don't jump into the, the, the things that people love to do, which is marketing and trying to build a brand and build a community. The, all that stuff is great, but it takes a lot of time. And so for me, I like to see results a little bit faster. So that's why I'm drawn into the replan model where I put up a product and maybe next week it starts to make a sale and I don't have to do any type of marketing. So Community building is a great thing. If you know how to do it and know how to do it correctly, you can definitely build up a market for yourself. And once you launch the product, you have people who are waiting to be sold to. But for some people, they, they don't have that luxury and they don't have a community to back them up yet. And when you throw up a product on Amazon, it can easily get lost in their catalog and you don't see any sales because the only way you can see you can get sales is if you're on the you know first, second, or maybe third page when somebody searched for your product. So if it gets lost in the 10th page, nobody's going to buy your product. So don't always you know do what everybody else is doing. See what works for you first and you know yourself best. And I, I trust that, you know, your audience is a very smart, you know, very smart people. So it's private label is something that, you know, they resonate with, go for it, but definitely do your research, get the right courses, coaches, whoever you trust to kind of take you to the next um, level without making all the mistakes that have already been made and, and take the leap. Sometimes you just have to trust your gut. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers for a reason. With ShipStation, you can print all of your labels from one place. If you're like me, you're probably selling on more than one platform. ShipStation seamlessly integrates all of your sales into one place. So all you need to do is print your labels. Get a 30-day free trial when you click on the link in the show notes. ShipStation. Make ship happen. 
Right. Well, on that note, on, on courses and programs, can you tell me about the, the program that you offer? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I have a program called Women Sellers Academy, and it teaches you how to start with Amazon, specifically the retail arbitrage replan model. And it teaches you how to open up a seller account if you're brand new, which is very different from the buying account. And then once you have your account open, you will be able to find products that you can resell in your local store stores or online. And then when you are done with that, how to tell using Keepa. Keepa is a very good tool to have. It will show you how to navigate the Keepa charts to make good buying decisions. And then toward the end, you'll learn how to scale your business. If this is something that you would like to do to replace your income, it would show you how to hire shoppers and packers and preppers and be able to get to the next level if this is something that you want to do. Okay. So with your your outline, your program, you don't have your thing stored at Amazon. You have them in your own warehouse. Is that right? I have them in my warehouse to be prepped to be prepared to ship to Amazon. Okay. Amazon, yeah. They, they store our products to ship to the customer, but we have to build up the reserve, the, the inventory to ship to them first. Perfect. I understand. Well, I love that you created it specifically with women in mind. How did you decide to niche it down to women sellers? So this is a funny story because we, we're actually seeing the same things right now happening in the community where there are some people who are in other groups. So the Amazon selling group is very highly... Th- Uh, male dominated. And so some of the ladies in there would go to other groups and post a question and be like, I just not getting my answer or I'm getting trolled or the guys are just making fun of me. So I was in a a very similar group back in the day before I created this group. And I was like, why don't we just have a community of just women sellers? And everybody backed me up and was like, yeah, I'll join and I'll join. And then one day we had like 200 people who joined and now it's just a, a really good community and we're growing every single day. And that's where I started from. And so I'm not uh, discriminating any guys out there. We have some pretty cool dudes in there too. Um, And and your husband is probably one of them. (laughs) Yes, my husband is in there. So we we welcome the guys who want to join, but we just wanted to keep it safe, to keep it a community where people are always encouraging and uplifting each other. So that's where it came from. That's great. I love that you were able to see that there was a need for women sellers to unite. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the other thing too is I feel like we have different questions and different pitfalls than men do. So it's nice to know that you probably are finding exactly what you need in a woman's group. Not to say that you can't go to a group that's, you know, for everybody, but I do believe that you're probably going to feel more at home or able to understand the questions or the problems in a group that's more similar to who you are. Yeah. And a lot of people in there, sometimes we don't even post about business and we just said, we're having a bad day. There's no sales. And then other people will jump in and say, you know, don't give up and just keep on encouraging each other. And I think you're right. As women, we can relate to each other a little bit more and we can celebrate the small wins. For me, sometimes I get very intimidated by the guys who post numbers that are way out there. And I was like, I'm never going to get there. But as women, we celebrate even the smallest wins. And so that's very encouraging. Right. Definitely. Yes. And I found that when I was first starting in business, I needed information. I needed to know, should I be an LLC, a sole proprietor? I needed a bank account, all of these things. And for whatever reason, it felt very intimidating. (laughs) 
to actually pick up the phone and say, hey, what do I need to bring to open my account? What do I need to provide in order to file as an LLC or as a sole proprietor? It was very intimidating. And if I would have had a community like this, I feel like I would have asked there first and then I would have felt more prepared the minute I had to go into the bank or call the the secretary of state for whatever reason. So really, I think we underestimate the value of a community, especially when you're in small business, when it can feel like you're the only one. It seems lonely at times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you don't have a partner or somebody who you can come to for advice. A community is so valuable. And I'm lucky because I actually have my husband who works with me and he takes care of all that back end stuff. And I go to him for advice all the time. He does all the bookkeeping and he opens our LLC. I have no idea how to do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. You know, to be honest, my husband handles most of the back end stuff of my business too, because for me, I do, I do believe you have to have an idea of what's going on in your business. But the reality is that it's kind of a creativity killer. If you want to say that sometimes to be working on creating and and being productive in, in making things, and then you have to stop and worry about numbers, taxes, filing. It it just feels so much nicer to have somebody else there helping. So at the very least, if you don't have somebody by your side, it's nice to have somebody that you can talk to about the things you're going through. Yeah, definitely. And and I I would advise anyone when you get to a certain point of your business, delegate, (laughs) get it off your shoulders and have someone else who can do it much better than you do it. Because otherwise, you're just going to be continually working in your business. So yeah, instead of on your business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, too, is I, I think that with hiring or delegating, it feels always like you're splurging or, you know, it almost feels to me in the beginning, I always felt like, am I making enough now finally to hire somebody? But I realized very quickly that what took me two, three hours, if not a week to do, a virtual assistant could do for me in probably an hour. So at some point, you also have to value your time and how much that's worth in comparison to the time and money that someone else would be able to, you know, complete that same task in. Yeah, that's something that is so hard for somebody who's brand new to kind of wrap their head around because they're not they don't want to spend, you know, people have a budget, right? They don't want to overspend. But sometimes when you are negating, you know, your time, you're actually losing money because your time is worth more. And so it's it's very important to later on, if you can start delegating and hiring and outsourcing, because that's the only way that we were able to grow a business because I used to do all the shopping, the prepping, the packing, everything from A to Z. And then eventually I couldn't, I couldn't handle everything anymore. So we had to hire our first shopper. And now she's like our superstar, you know, she does most of our shopping and even her family is working for us now. And so it's just been amazing what, you know, you can do then the potential when you finally let go. Yes. And and going back to what we had said earlier about having to go through those growing pains of doing it yourself, I do feel like you having done that probably was invaluable for when you had to pass on the baton to somebody else to do it. So figuring out once you're doing these things on your own and figuring out what your standard operating procedures are is so important. So that way, when the time is here and you can actually hire somebody, I think having that written down and having a process that someone can follow 
is so critical. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing something, your everyday work, let's say you have a daily checklist, write it down or record it and see if you can hand it off to somebody else. Because for me, I'm so bad with SOPs. (laughs) (laughs) I make it messy. I just do it. Because if you don't do it and make it messy, it's never going to be done. So it's better to be done than perfect. And I actually have my, so my sister, she actually worked for us too. And she does everything in terms of the warehouse operations. And she's really good with spreadsheets. So I just asked her for advice. I'm like, what can you, what can you do? And what kind of advice can you give me to make this better? And she made it look so nice and so easy. And so a lot of times you just have to find someone who is an expert at something and to to help you out so that you can help, you know, move your business forward. Yeah, for sure. I bet that helps with productivity. Yeah, definitely. I I needed that so badly. (laughs) Well, what advice or steps do you have for somebody wanting to start their own business? My advice is just to start. <laughs> Selling on Amazon is not a rocket science thing. It, it can be intimidating, I know. But the first step is just to get your seller account up and running. And that you can do almost immediately. Nowadays, Amazon is requiring a little bit more work to get in terms of the application process to get approved. So they just want to make sure you are verified and you, you are who you are. So they would send you like a postcard and then you have like a video verification and it's very simple it's nothing you know intimidating at all and once you have your seller account then download the amazon seller app and start scanning start going to stores and see what you can find and resell so definitely have to take action and first step is just to get your account up and running okay that sounds doable is this something that you feel that somebody can work on while they're still doing another job or how much time would you say it requires to get started and maybe run something passively on the side? Yeah, so this is definitely something that you can do on the side. I was able to do it when I was in pharmacy school and I had like no time. So I used to do it just on the weekends in between classes. So it does not require a lot of time. If you have time, it's better So because you're able to learn faster. So I started, I think it was just a few hours a week. I would say like no more than four hours. And Every time that I have a a spare moment, I would just go to the store. And if I don't have time to do my product research there, I will take pictures of the aisle and then go home and do my product research. So you don't need a lot of time. If you don't have time, then uh, if you have money, then, you know, invest in a coach or a course to help you move your business a little bit faster. But if you are somebody who just likes to do, then it's definitely doable just on the side. Awesome. Well, just for a little bit of encouragement, can you, and I don't need exact figures, but can you give... Give me a rough idea of how the business started in terms of income and then how what it's progressed to. And again, I don't need like specific details, but if you could just give us a roundabout idea, I think that helps people to understand the potential that's there. Yeah, for sure. So I started out with maybe $300 in my pocket and I grew it now. We're paying ourselves now, but after we pay ourselves and our employees, we reinvest everything back into the business. And that's something I would recommend for anyone who's getting started. So we just hit our six figures month and our projected for the end of this year is going to be 2 million in sales. And we are at about 30% ROI. So that means for every, let's say we're spending $10, we want to make at least $3 back. So that's 30% ROI. And yeah, we're, we're doing, you know, month after month. And the only way that we can grow month after month is to add more products. So it's a numbers game for this type of business model. You want to be able to uh, reinvest your 
your money and also add more products so that you can grow your business. Oh, Amy, that is so encouraging. That means that anybody can start, jump in. And if maybe if they feel like, hey, this has grown to the point where it's manageable, I like that you can probably pull the reins back a little bit and maybe not go so big. But I but I also do love and admire that you guys are just continuing to grow this. That's amazing. And how many people are you employing? So right now we have my sister. She's our only full-time employee. Everyone else is a independent contractor and we have seven of them. That's amazing. Did you see yeah. yourself here when you first started? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would be somebody who would even you know employ anybody, let alone having like a whole team. And we we see ourselves as a as a team because I like to just grow together. And so I always tell them we grow as a company and we treat each other very nice and we have a very friendly working environment. And if anybody have any issue, they come to me. And I want to be able to hear everything that everyone has to say so that we can improve whatever that you know needs to be. And I just feel like some companies, they, they lack that. And that's how you know they fall apart. And so I wanted to, and I, I've had no experience, none whatsoever in, in owning a business, let alone having a whole team. And so I've never thought I'd be here. This is what I always tell people, don't be afraid to dream because if you can dream big, it will happen. I love that. That's awesome advice. Well, where can we connect with you? So I'm on Facebook. You can find me at Woman Sellers. That's our Facebook group. And uh, I'm also on Clubhouse as well at amy.huang. And if you're interested in the course, you can start by getting my free guide. So the guide will teach you the overview of how this business works. And that's at womensellers.com forward slash guide. Check me out everywhere. Send me a PM if you want. I'm more than happy to help you answer any questions. Thank you, Amy. I know this course and interview will be life-changing for some listeners. I really hope so. And I, I believe that it will if they really really truly believe that it will as well because I, I'm only here to provide the information and provide the things that you need but you're the one who has to really do it and I see stories all the time people private messaging me and saying that this is life-changing and they never thought two months ago they would sit here and make a thousand dollars a week and that's just something that I never thought people will come to me and tell me like the true testimonial right of people who are just want to have something different for themselves and something better right well it's amazing that you're helping people by by employing them, first of all, but then also now by sharing this information, it's growing 10 times over now. You're growing the community of people that you're able to help. And I think that's just such an incredible gift that you're giving people. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add one last thing. Uh, I know sure. we're running up in time, but oh yeah, no, no. the thing that I think really transformed my business and my life too, is that the more you're able to help other people, the more it comes back to you like tenfold. And I've experienced this over and over again. I never thought that offering something for free out there will bring back income. Like I was able to make additional streams of income in the group where I, I didn't even plan on doing that. It's just somebody had a need and I was like, okay, let me see if I can help you. And now it's a significant part of our business where we're helping other people find products. That's just came out of a need. And if I was just going to ignore them and said, no, I don't have time to help you right now. I'm just going to see you later. Then it right. would have never happened. And so that's just so remarkable. And I just want to share with you anyone 
someone who have a gift or something that you're, you're able to offer other people, don't ever turn them down because you never know what's going to be on the other side. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another incredible go-getter sharing her insights with the world. I love Amy's approach to small business. Hearing the ups and downs of how she got started reminded me that it's a bumpy ride for all of us. If you're considering having your own business but don't want to deal with the idea of starting a social media following for your goods, this just might be the thing to try. Visit the show notes to connect with Amy and get your free guide to selling on Amazon. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 